Welcome to the Kook Center Podcast, and here's your host. Does anyone smell anything smoky? Did you bring your jerky in again? What's the procedure? What do we do, people? The are dead. Oh, how did that happen? It's out in the hall. No, we don't know that. The smoke could be coming through an air duct. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's, What's the procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, calm down. Michael Preston. Yeah, a uh, bit of a fire drill to say the least going on uh, this morning in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, your social circles. I know I, for the first time in like a week and a half, because things were pretty calm after the holiday, I was in a meeting, and of course that's when the news drops and my phone just in my pocket sounds like it's just stuck on vibrate. It was quite an experience to come out of the meeting to that. Uh, welcome to an emergency edition of the Kook Center Hour. Last time we did one of these, Bill Moose quit, and this time Mike Leach. Well, he didn't quite quit, but he did take another job. Now the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Podcast versus everyone also going to be out tonight. I'll be on that one with Jeff and Craig as well, because we are the best Kook talk there is. I will fight anyone who says otherwise about that stuff. We got your bases covered uh, tonight, your commute to work tomorrow. And Lord knows it's going to snow all over the Pacific Northwest. You're not going anywhere anyway, so just cozy up and listen to us for a few days. Uh, I, <laughs> It's been kind of hard to like really compose my thoughts about this. I think it's you know at least something that we all kind of really saw coming. Or at least you should have seen it coming after a couple of years ago when Mike Leach was all but gone to Knoxville. And it really took... The president of the university and their boosters nixing that hire, and it got the AD fired. Um, it really shouldn't be too big of a surprise, I suppose, that this has happened. This is not the job I thought he would take. Mississippi State is certainly, you know, in a similar position to Pullman in that in that conference. They are the one with perhaps the least amount of resources available to them, and they play in quite a tough division as well. I understand the previous talk of wanting to prove he can win in the SEC and all that good jazz. This is probably the last job he's ever going to have. And I don't mean, you know, that in like a bad way or anything. I just mean it in a way that, <clears throat> excuse me, he's in his later 50s now. And I was pretty convinced that if he didn't take a job after this year in Pullman, that he would finish his career in Pullman just because of his age. Uh, this certainly gets him closer to Key West as well. We haven't seen the... Salary reported, though I'm sure he did get a raise to head to Stark Vegas. So, I, I want to start by saying this isn't really a surprise. It shouldn't really be a surprise to anybody that Mike Leach would take this job or take another job. You know, again, I, I say I was surprised a little bit about this particular job, but maybe I wasn't totally surprised that he would take another job. I think what's weird is I'm kind of feeling like I did in the hours after Bill Moose left for Nebraska. I think it's certainly an upgrade in a job. He's getting a pay bump as well. But I'm kind of left with this overwhelming sense of, okay. Not that like everything's going to be okay, but like, all right. What's next? 
Because I, I think what became clear to me and a lot of other folks as the year went on was that Mike Leach was really struggling from losing basically every one of his assistant coaches to Oregon. He was struggling from losing Alex Grinch. He was struggling in the way that, you know, you would expect a guy who doesn't have those resources and really great recruiters in Pullman to have anymore. And let's also face it, a lot of plenty of people had caught up facility-wise to Washington State. So he takes a look at that roster and says, you know what, this probably isn't taking me too many places. Hiring a defensive coordinator is going to be a pain in the rear end, and frankly, my recruiting's not as good as it used to be. Now's as good a time as ever. And I think if you're Washington State, I mean, again, I think you would rather keep the guy you know has brought you to the most success you've ever had, bowl postseason-wise. But again, okay, now where do we go? Because I, I think it's fair to say Leach had done pretty much everything he was going to do at Washington State. It was very evident to me that after three years of having a shot at the Pac-12 North title and an appearance in the Pac-12 championship game, it just was not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. That that was not going to be a step Mike Leach ever took this team up above, right? He was never going to do that. And I'm not saying that you need to look to hire a guy who's just going to do that consistently because it's not going to be possible to do that consistently in Pullman. No coach has ever really done that. And, you know, you could say Mike Price, quote-unquote, did it consistently, but he had a few years in between appearances, or not, I guess not appearances in the Pac-12 championship game, but, you know, the Rose Bowl and his Pac-12 or Pac-10 championship. So, it, it, I still think, though, that this was kind of a situation where maybe this was, in addition to... Mike Leach finding a job he thinks fits him, even though I don't really think it does. In addition to him looking at his coaching staff and his recruiting and everything else. And in addition to the school looking at what Mike Leach had done recruiting-wise and what he had done results-wise, maybe this is just a case where everybody says, you know what? You did what you could. We're eternally grateful for it. Thank you. I mean, I Chun rolled Mike Leach over, so he was clearly very happy to have him around for an extended period of time. And like I said, I would have been too. But I think I get to the end of this, and I'm not... I, I it's, it's not like when Tony Bennett left and I was angry. It's not even like when Bill Moose left and I was flabbergasted by that. You at least had an inkling that at some point this could be coming because of Leach's dalliances every offseason. So, I guess I'm prepared for it. I guess I'm a little better prepared for... Him ultimately leaving, it was still very weird to see him in the Mississippi State Nike windbreaker today and then for him to send the Will Ferrell cowbell gif earlier. It was very odd to see that. I don't think Mississippi State fans know quite what's in store for them in terms of they are a lot of them are just going to win the SEC West next year. and That is just not the case. It's going to take a few years. If you're willing to be patient enough. And I don't get the impression that SEC fans really are. But again, I think I think you're in a situation like you were with Bill Moose where both parties kind of say, you know what, we've done as much as we can for the other one. I think if you're Washington State and if you're a Washington State fan, you should be incredibly thankful to Mike Leach. 
It's the greatest run of success over you know a five-year period that this team has ever had. And he deserves a lot of credit for building this program back up after what happened to it after Bill Doba left. He deserves a lot of that credit. And I, I granted, he got the operations building and he got the suites and the club seats built for him. And he had more resources than any other Washington State coach in history. But I still think he deserves a lot more than a pat on the back for that. I'm not saying build the guy a statue outside of Martin Stadium, but he deserves a lot of thanks if you are a Washington State football fan for what he did for this program. And at the same time, I think Mike Leach deserves to say thank you to Washington State. He almost certainly would have been hired after his ouster at Texas Tech, but he had a place and a time to really rebuild his reputation and to rebuild, you know, the the I mean, I you know, what everybody thought of him. Again, that's a that's a way to say reputation, but he had a place to come and rebuild the coach Mike Leach mythology. Who he was and he worked at a school that pretty much, you know, I mean, Christ, they let him be political. Not, I mean, even Mississippi State's probably not going to let him do any of that stuff. They let him have his own interests. They let him write books. They let him be himself. And he got a pretty dang good job out of that. And so I think Washington State deserves some thanks from Mike Leach. Because this is a, it was a very mutually beneficial relationship. Washington State got their football program back to and even above where they wanted it to be. And Mike Leach got Mike Leach back. And so maybe right now, really, you know, it is the time for everybody to say, all right, we've gotten everything we can out of this. Mike Leach has gotten this program on solid footing. And now let's see what we can do with this next head coaching hire. I'm curious to see where they go. We'll go over that in a couple of minutes and we're going to talk about it on podcast versus everyone, I'm assuming. But I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm very chilled out. I swear I didn't stop at <laughs> a particular store in South Seattle in the in, in the Soto district uh, before making my way home to record this today. I'm very relaxed, and I think that has to do with the fact that I trust Kirk Schultz. And to a much bigger extent, Pat Chun implicitly with this. Pat Chun has hired, it seems like so far, every hire Pat Chun has made has been a good one. Kyle Smith, the results are way too early on Cammie Etheridge and Kyle Smith, but the results are good. I love Brian Green at the baseball program. So I don't have a reason to not trust him. And He's been careful and methodical and shows that he knows what Washington State needs. And that's a person who's, you know, maybe a little out there and doesn't count on those blue chip athletes getting there. And just someone who he has a really good read on what fits this program, what fits that town, what fits that university. And it's why I was so glad to see that uh, that USC hired Mike Bonner, whoever the Cincinnati AD was, when that job was opened. I trust Pat Chun implicitly with this. And you have to know if you were him. You know, Bill Moose used to very publicly say he always had a short list in his desk. You know, 
whatever bluster you want to put into Bill Moose being Bill Moose there. But I'm sure Pat Chun has a list. Because he had to know that. He had to know his coach was going to be interested. Pat Chun's a smart guy. And so I'm sure he has a short list. I know they consulted with a consulting firm to hire Kyle Smith. I'm sure they'll do the same thing here because that is just a smart thing to do. But I, I have a feeling he knows who he wants to go get. And I I just, I don't know. I, I feel very comfortable. Next year may not be great. The year after may be a struggle too. But I'm pretty comfortable with whoever it is Pat Chun decides should be the person to lead this football program. Outside of a couple. Outside of a few. Jim McElwain, I don't want any part of that. Just no, please God, no part of Jim McElwain. Um, but okay, let's, so let's dive in a little bit because, you know, and, and we'll spend days and weeks going over this as we get further into it. And again, I, I want to, I do personally want to express my heartfelt thanks to Mike Leach for coaching this football program because it, it gave me so much fun over the years and I hardly had to watch him lose at home over the last three seasons. And it, it has been a real joy. And I know Mike's a big fan of the show. He's probably not a big fan of the show, but, uh, so thank you to Mike. And I think I, again, I think we all owe him a gratitude for what he did for this university. I don't necessarily agree with everything he had to say in public, but I appreciate what he did for this program. And I appreciate who he was. He was the perfect fit for Pullman and we were the perfect fit for him for a long time. So a big thank you to him. Okay. Who do I want leading this football program and I because I mean it's very natural to go that direction right when your coach leaves you know right when your boyfriend leaves to the prettier girl it's natural to go that direction say okay who do I want to date next who do I want to see next coaching at Washington State for me it's a fairly short list I'm going to start with the people I don't want again I want no part of Jim McElwain he's been all over the place he you know he had those problems down he didn't win at Florida he's Coaching at Central Michigan, okay, great, but and I know that Pullman's always going to be a stepping stone, but McElwain's going to be here for two years and he's going to bolt, and we're going to be back in the same position we were two years ago. I'd at least like somebody who's going to stay longer than a couple of seasons to be at this football program. I want no part of Bo Baldwin. I want absolutely no part of Bo Baldwin, and and nothing to do with you know the. Last time we hired a coach who used to coach at Eastern, things didn't go well. But he did not have a good run of success at Cal after he left Eastern. And we're pretty sure, right, that he took that head coaching job at Cal Poly because he was not going to be retained at Cal. You don't step backwards to an FCS school after you have already coached at an FCS school, a much better FCS school, you don't step back to that from being an offensive coordinator at a Power 5 institution without like some, hey, bud, might not be a bad idea to hit the old LinkedIn and the easy apply for a few jobs. You know, a little easy apply button, super simple. You never get any calls back for it, though. Um, so those two, I don't want any part of it. I've also seen that Rob Akey's working for Jim McElwain and... Everybody's salivating over that. I think the important thing for me is I don't want to retread. I don't want to retread. Outside of maybe one person. And we'll talk about him right off the top. Alex Grinch. What do 
we all think, what do I think? Because this is my show after all. But I, I don't know why. I just, I get this feeling of no. Right? He left Wazoo already. He's the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. He clearly has his sights set a little higher than Washington State. And with a continued run of success at Oklahoma, you got to figure he's going to be in a better position to get a better job than Washington State. So I'm not sure that he's going to be very interested in what Pullman has to offer him. From a you-know-him-and-he-knows-you standpoint, it's pretty great and about the only retread I'd be really happy with in terms of someone who's been in Pullman and we can bring them back to, you know, someone who's been in Pullman in a high-ranking position that we can bring back. Because another person I'd be interested in is Graham Harrell. And Graham Harrell coached the receivers here. He's the offensive coordinator at SC, and it's very, very clear that he has aspirations of being a head coach. This is, again, I, I think the theme for me is that we are trying to keep some semblance of familiarity on offense here because that is how this team goes, right? They go with their offense, and that's going to be the most important thing. Graham Harrell would be another really good name to throw out there. I think Grinch is a little unrealistic. I mean, he did leave for a non-coordinator position at Ohio State, and I get that Ohio State's a bigger school, but that's a little... That's a very, I want to get the heck out of Pullman type thingy. So I'm a little worried about that. But Graham Harrell too. Uh, one name that I, I kind of wish people would focus on a little bit more is Nick Rolovich at Hawaii. And it interests me because he's a little bit of a weird dude. Checks that box, right? But Hawaii has been very successful under him. And he's been at Hawaii for a long, 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 long time. He played at Hawaii too. So I don't know, you know, that he'd be ready for a change of scenery. I know that Washington State can almost certainly pay him a lot more. And I know that Washington State is also one of a few schools, you know, where he can really look at, I mean, you know, he's not, it's not going to be warm all year like it is in Hawaii. But it's, in terms of if you want to like include, you know, the Mountain West and the American and kind of like that quote-unquote power six or seven whatever discussion... There's not a lot of schools that you can look at and say their facilities are worse than Wazoo's. And boy, you can look at Hawaii and say that. They, oh my god, they are bereft of anything resembling good facilities. And so I look at Nick Rolovich and say, look, if he can do that with that, and he runs a pretty exciting, pass-heavy, run-heavy, you know, light-up-the-scoreboard type offense, I'm pretty freaking interested in a guy like Nick Rolovich. I, and in fact, right now, he's probably near the top of my list. You go down a little further to Seth Luttrell at North Texas, and I think really what you're looking for, and we've talked, we talked about that earlier, is you're looking for a guy who's going to fit the culture. You're looking for a guy who's a bit of a out-there type, who's not going to run the traditional things, who's not going to count on your blue bloods, because that's what wins in Pullman. But I'm very confident that Pat Chun is going to get this right. And the agony may be there, next year and the year after, but this is going to be a correct decision by Pat Chun. Someone can tag me with freezing cold takes on that. This is going to be a correct decision by Pat Chun. It I I, I just you just I feel that way. I hope it's one of those guys. Another good name to throw out there, unlikely, 
Brian Harson at Boise State. Whether he views Washington State as a better job than Boise State, that's a good question, and I might be inclined to agree with him. But does he want to get into the Power Five and prove he can do it? Does he want to do that? I have to wait and see. I, I, again, I can't profess to know what anybody's interested in, but seems like a long shot, but seems like it's le- at least worth a phone call. Although we had trouble getting their basketball coach a few years ago, so maybe, uh, maybe the football coach wouldn't be too inclined either. So, other side of the fight time, we're going to do a special edition of Ask Michael Anything. I felt like we should do that, you know, even though uh, this isn't a traditional show. We were going to do a regular old show next week before uh, Clay Jersey Retirement Weekend, but we're probably going to do another one now with the coaching search and everything else, and man, you're going to hear a lot of me in your ear. Okay, fight song time, and then uh, Ask Michael Anything. Mostly just upset Mike Leach took away all the baby announcement thunder for my wife and I. That's just, that's just, that's blatant, Mike. Just taking all my thunder away. So unfair. At D. Lawrence and Doug Lawrence and Paul Wolf? <laughs> he's doing so, he's like coaching at Sacramento. Oh, good for him. He's like the offensive coordinator or something at Sacramento State now. I mean, good for him, man. No, but good for him. I, just, I, I want him to be successful. I don't I remember just people like, oh, I don't ever want to, you know, I hate Paul Wolf. Well, just let the guy have some success, and he's just not a very good head coaching, or head coach. I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, at Don't Ignore Me, Sean K. Why do people love Bo Baldwin? I don't get that one. I really don't. I think because he was good at Eastern, and people think he could do that in Pullman, but I, the last three years at Cal, like, yeesh. Dude, I, I need to see that you can do that at an FCS school again before you even have like kind of a little confidence you want to hire him. So that's because when you ran into power five defenses on a weekly basis, all of a sudden your offense fell apart. Like awesome. At Mark Usual Chemist, Mark Usual Chemist, Mark, when will the leech haters, my cats are running around, the producers are running around, they're in a tizzy over this. <laughs> what will the leech haters complain about when we lose to UW this year now that he's gone? Uh, not oh, not enough in-state recruits. That that's been the complaint for a month and a half. Not enough in-state recruits because that's the problem. Not enough in-state recruits from the team from you know the state that has no really good in-state recruits. At the real AA Ron Aaron thoughts on Velveeta. I like it on like a baked potato. Trust me, just trust me, and. 
that's really about it. Oh, and if it, like, I mean, obviously, if you like mix it, you know, like with chili or something for like a good chili dip, really good then. But just try on a baked potato. Just trust me. Oh, and then take that baked potato. Don't finish it all. Put it. I know. Don't finish it all. But put it in. Put it in the fridge. Take it out the next day. Uh, and then. Uh, and then. Uh, oh my gosh. What do you like when you make? Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm having such trouble thinking of this word. And we're gonna keep this in the podcast because I'm having a hard time thinking of grate it. You grate it, and you can make uh, hash browns in a pan. They're really good. At the Lazoon, Max Corgi. Should I reach for a comfort apple fritter? Probably better than liquor, I guess. Uh, at Bubba Crowley, Bubba Crowley, Luke Fickle. Him and Chun were at OSU at the same time. Luke Fickle, maybe that might be interesting. Although I don't know if he's going to want to leave Cincinnati. It'd be probably a hard sell because Cincinnati's pretty darn good. And I don't know, you know, again, how much of an upgrade is that really? At LSU's, LSU's most important personality trait for our next coach. Oh, man. I just wanted to be a weirdo. <laughs> like a little bit of a weirdo. I like a I like a weirdo. That's fun. At Bobby Ellis 10, Bobby Ellis, do you think WSU will have a similar style offense in 2020? Will Chun hire someone that no one's thinking of? I don't think he's gonna hire someone no one's thinking of. It was a little different with basketball, right? Where we all didn't quite know what we were looking for. Um, I think he'll go with a relatively known commodity. I am very much looking forward to going with Night with Cougar football now. Uh, but I, I think it would be important to keep that continuity on offense. Uh, at Jimmy the Coog, Jimmy Morgan, who's going to win Jeopardy's greatest of all time tournament? I didn't, I haven't watched that yet. I need to watch it. We DVR'd it. I know Ken Jennings won the first night. I don't know who won the second. I, my money's on Ken Jennings though. That dude, he won like 73 games in a row, right? I know, I know James Holzhauer or however you say his last name, won the most money, but Jennings got that staying power, man. He's got that staying power. More shows next week once we find out what's happening and my producers continue to ravage this house. We will see you on Podcast versus Everyone. Download that as well. We got you guys covered here on the Podcast Network. Best kook talk there is out there. I will fight anyone who says otherwise, as I said at the beginning of the show. We will talk to you later here on the Kook Center Hour.